0: Hello and welcome to episode five of the Mental Sweet Spot podcast, how to play to your team's best strengths. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. I'm Melanie Rushing and I'll be joined shortly by my business partner, Alicia Smith, to discuss coaching the mental game of softball and specific examples of how she did it with her team this season. If you're a podcast returner, thank you so much for joining us again. In this episode, we show you how we discovered the team's and the individual player's best mental strengths while also building their weaker Cs. We discuss staying accountable to your commitment and teammates, the first real games and how they went, setting and enforcing expectations in a way that ensures your players hear the message beyond your disappointed don't, and the results of the mental toughness profile which revealed each individual's and the team's strengths. Stick with us through the end to get today's freebie, which is a big one, the mental game strategy. Here's a little more about it. So many coaches have great intentions with coaching the mental game, but don't know where to start. The mental game strategy for coaches is a four-step strategy to jumpstart your path to mental toughness. First, you'll discover your team's best mental strengths with the mental toughness online quiz. With those scores, each player and coach will create their own mental toughness profile and then create the team profile. Next, you'll come up with a game plan to work with your weaker strengths and play to your best strengths. And finally, you'll track your progress as you go through the season so you can stay on track and keep getting tougher. If you'd like to implement this strategy, head to softballmentaltraining.com forward slash strategy. Now let's get back to the show. Let's just jump in with uh, how it was coming back from spring break. <laughs> that first team meeting and getting back rolling. and talk about the doubleheader. And then, uh, yeah, back to this weekend and unfortunately more snow.
1: Yes, um, <laughs> unfortunately, ice today, so it's a oh. bit show- so, um, well, we came back Monday from about 12 days off from seeing the team. So the first thing we did is we reviewed their um, commitment sheets. Mm-hmm. They had the spreadsheet on the Google Drive to fill out for their commitment um, to the team and what they were going to do. And I think we talked about that last week. So they could do throwing, they could work out, they could listen to a podcast or something like that. So we had a couple players that didn't quite finish. So... It's one of those moments as a coach like what do you do but i decided to have it as a teaching moment it's yeah. not anything or, or have any kind of consequence so we just talked through uh the difficulties and some of them trying to get it done so mm-hmm. what came out as what they thought were legitimate reasons were nothing more than excuses but mm-hmm. i said look i said you know i kind of poked you guys a couple times and was there anyone else on the team that kind of reached out to to you because you were supposed to have accountability you know partners and they said that a couple of the, uh, one of my captains or leaders, I, I don't have captains, one of my leaders had kind of reached out in a group text to everyone reminding them, you know, mm-hmm. what to do and to, hey, make sure you guys get it done. Um, but they didn't. So I said, look, I said when, I said the whole point of having accountability partners is to make sure you guys are helping each other. So if you're struggling and, yeah, I know you guys are busy, but if a teammate's struggling or you need to, you know, help someone along, that's your role. As Mm -hmm. a teammate to be supportive because that's part of our culture right Mm -hmm. so just make sure when you're moving forward that if this happens in practice or you have a teammate that's struggling maybe with something else make sure that you guys are helping each other out Mm -hmm. um then we moved on to practice um it was really rough it was (laughs) kind of like that first day of of tryouts when balls are going all over the gym because we were inside of course because it was cold um balls were going on the gym throws and catches were a mess so we just kind of pulled them together and said look you just need to pull in your focus you're back here spring breaks over let's go mm-hmm. so it was kind of sloppy that first day um but we worked through it you know i understood that they hadn't thrown with partners maybe uh every day for a while and it does take a little bit of time to get back in to it so then tuesday we were able to go back outside to our uh, new field it finally got done so it's kind of nice we have it was completely redone so it was interesting, though, because the players are used to these really hard hops, they were <laughs> nice hops, so their first few rounds, balls are going through their legs, so <laughs> it's okay, but uh, adjust, right? So yep. um, it was kind of nice to to get back outside and, and work through that, so we just did a lot of fundamentals. We kind of, you know, keep focusing on that, and then on uh, on Wednesday, we had another practice. We slowly started to get better cleaning up those things, so... Um, it was great. So on on Thursday was our first doubleheader. I think the kids were super excited. It's a crosstown rival, um, so you could tell there was a little bit of extra motivation and 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 excitement there and nerves. Yeah. But you know, all well, the players said, you know, I'm really nervous. And I said, that's that's okay. That's good. I means you care, and and that's okay. So mm-hmm. I want them to work through these emotions and things like that. So the first game, the first day, we were visitor and we scored three runs in the first inning. I mean, they was hit, 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 hit. So I was really impressed with that, and um, over we did end up winning both games. But to me, it's not necessarily about the score. I was just really, really pleased with how they played. I mean, yeah. had we won, or lost, I was I was very pleased with how they played. The second game was three to two in eight innings, so it was a close game, and it had a playoff feel, which is very odd for the very you know second game of the season. Yeah, um, but I love it because the kids fought through it. Um, they made all their defensive plays. We had one bad throw, but what I pointed out to the team uh, is that I was really proud of how they continued. Mm. You know, it was a play at the plate, uh, the ball was wide, uh, but we continued and got the next girl out at home and then even through to third base. So I tried to make sure that we talked through all of those positive things that happened. We executed a, sac- a sacrifice month successfully. Uh, we had a couple big hits when we needed them. Um, again, we made all of our defensive plays and so th- that type of, um, I guess, atmosphere also they were successful they were Mm -hmm. successful under pressure and i i couldn't tell you how proud i was of them because i was just they just executed right and they did it in Mm -hmm. under an environment which which they're not haven't had all year long right because it's Mm -hmm. first game. so uh friday came back to practice and we focused a lot on hitting um we we reviewed all of the great things they did how proud i was of them again but we took too many, you know, there are things obviously we need to point to work on. We took way too many pitches. We struck out looking too many times. Um, taking taking too many pitches was probably on the top of the list. Uh, there was a couple times where we didn't execute a bump when we needed to. So um, we went and we just kind of really focused on those things that we needed to work on. So um, we got uh, rained out uh, on our tournament on Saturday. So we had indoor practice. So I took the time to spend... About 30 minutes working on the kids mental toughness profile which you have that awesome video so it's kind of nice to be able to ha- walk them through um, the video I just I said bring your fa- phones and headphones um, the video was uploaded to their Google Drive so they could just access it on their phones and I kind of spread them out in the gym and said you know I kind of walked them through what to do on the profile They took some time to kind of sit by themselves and work through the video and um it was our kind of like our test case, right, for the first time for someone walking through the video. So I thought that was awesome. And uh they really liked it and did the did the profile and we had everyone go around and kind of fill out their individual uh strengths, um, what they wanted to um Work on and then their their goals basically, and then their um, how they were going to do that. Mm-hmm. The second piece is that we did the team profile. So at what happens is after everyone goes through um, that mental tough, toughness profile and they pick out their one or two strengths, then they go around and they kind of list that one or those one or two strengths, and we kind of capture them in the boxes. So you know, out of all of them, and you can help me remember all of them. I don't have mm-hmm. a
0: paper.
1: <laughs> it's like commitment and there's confidence and there's in control. Um, there's competitiveness. What am I missing?
0: Composed, courageous, Uh and consistent.
1: Yes. So all of those C's. So almost to a person, we had commitment and competitiveness. Mm -hmm. And those were super high for our team, which I think is awesome because Mm -hmm. we are super competitive as a group, right? We have 17 kids and they're super competitive and they're also very committed. And I pointed that out. I think one, it showed on Thursday. They were very competitive, and it kind of aligns with their whys, and it kind mm-hmm. of aligns with their culture, right? So the competitiveness definitely aligns with their whys. Oh, that's the other thing I forgot. Um, we got our wristbands. I know it's backwards again, but we got our wristbands. <laughs> yes. And um, Coach Alicia must have messed up the order because there's a basketball, not it's supposed to be a softball. Oh, my
0: god! <laughs> I see it <you> now.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not <laughs> sure. But I'm sure it'll be like the running joke for the year. But our,
0: our wristband <laughs> is... The- <laughs>
1: Is the acronym FAIR for um, Fearless, Accomplished, Impactful, Resilient, and Empowered? So before the game on Thursday, I kind of reminded them on my pregame speech of their whys, right? Today, we want to be fearless. We want to feel accomplished. And they went down the line. And after the game was over, I asked them, do they feel all of those? And of course, I think, obviously, when you win and you play well, of course, those things, right? So it was Mm -hmm. the first. Camps, I guess to really review those after a game so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting as the season goes on it'll kind of be my theme before and after a game yeah. because you can still walk off the field and not have won the game but still feel those things so oh yeah so that was that was pretty interesting so back to the mental toughness profile I said the competitiveness I think definitely aligns with some of those words in your why and the committed definitely aligns with some of the things Mm -hmm. that you want to be in your culture right supportive and all the and and family and united and determined all of these things that they have chosen so i thought that was pretty interesting Mm -hmm. um but the other thing i pointed out is i think out of all of the players there's only one or two that had confidence as their one or two strengths that they had evaluated themselves so um that was kind of that's going to be a precursor for what we go into next week when we Mm -hmm. talk about talk and self-confidence and things like that. But um, I want to finish the mental toughness profile on Monday or tomorrow because we have a couple players that were sick. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of sickness going around, which I'm sure this will help I was going to say. (laughs) Yeah. So um, that will be then we can kind of work on finishing that and and roll that into some of the things that we're doing. So um, it was a really good week. Um, Obviously, we have a lot of things to work on. We started trying to work on their defense inside yesterday. and that's that's definitely a challenge because we have so many new players right that have to learn. So that's that's just something we thought we might as well start working on now. It's a little bit more difficult inside, obviously, with spacing and things like that. But um, more things to work on, but again, it was a great week overall. I was very pleased with their progress. The other thing I mentioned to them on Friday is, look, you've guys set the bar, right? You've set the bar to how you performed on on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, you You've proven you're capable. I know you're capable, but you've proven to yourselves that you're capable and you're able to perform at this level right so we can't go below it we can Mm -hmm. now this is the process part we talked about last week you've got to trust that process we've got to continue to get better work to get better even if it's part of your strengths we still got to focus on those but continue to work on those little things and slowly get better slowly get better we can never take steps backwards so when they come into practice on friday and their throws are all over the place you know, that's not really acceptable in my mm-hmm. mind because I know they're capable. I'm not asking them, and I remind them this all the time I'm not asking you to do something I know you can't do, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're not capable of. So um, we have yet another crappy week ahead. We have snow in the forecast and ice for the next couple of days Monday, Tuesday. I think by Thursday or Friday, the weather's finally supposed to break and hopefully be consistently above 50 degrees. That was the week kind of a recap. Um, oh, one other thing I forgot on Saturday. We started doing the um, Because document. We have these documents where Every every girl has a document with their name on the top, and then their teammates are listed on the side. And what they're supposed to do is add a sentence, basically, the the beginning of the phrases, uh, I appreciate you as a teammate because, and then you're supposed to fill out the rest. So we had given them sheets, I think, before spring break. Yeah. And they had made a, I asked them how that was going because I asked them just to kind of As you go through practice or something and you have something does, someone does something, go ahead and write something down. But they had Mm -hmm. just mentioned as a lessons learned in part of those weekly meetings that we Mm -hmm. have going that it was just too difficult for them to just stop what they're doing and go do it. So I said, okay, Mm -hmm. well, that's good lessons learned and good feedback. So what we'll do is we'll make some dedicated time Mm -hmm. to do that. So I had about 10 minutes uh, yesterday going through and I said, just pick out three or four. We don't need to fill it all out now. So Mm -hmm. that's where we're at right now yes
0: i love it got a few few things to pick your brain about um i want to go back to the friday practice because i know we talked and you were frustrated with them because they had this beautiful day thursday they're proving they can do all the fundamentals and then like crumble city on friday which is super frustrating for a coach and so you give them the the speech about expectations which i think we have to keep hammering that like right. you have to keep the bar high i don't want us to ever be afraid of high expectations and pushing and not settling but the fact that they like kind of crumbled after that is very interesting to me because i had this conversation with another coach recently i've experienced it myself where like we know that our tone Came off as maybe a little stern, but it's almost like they only hear the tone; (laughs) they don't hear the message. So we were talking about like ways to make sure they hear both. They need to hear the tone that like I'm very serious about this, and I'm upset because that. But then also hear the okay. Now this is what you take from it. So what do you think would help your girls, especially like in like in a game? If you had to go out in the middle of a game,
1: right? I probably, honestly, treat practice. Now I don't want to say treat practice, but I think I communicate to them differently in games and practice. I mm. think practice is a lot, a lot tougher. A lot. I have no problem yelling at them mm-hmm. if they're not if they're not performing. But usually in games, if I've got to call a timeout, I try to just have them breathe and relax a little bit because mm-hmm. almost always in a game, it's because they're just trying too hard or a little too intense. Yeah. We're, practice it's the opposite where mm-hmm. I feel that it's just not intense enough And and I think that's one of the hardest things as a coach is to mimic game time pressure game time situations when you're just in practice and unless you start really ramping up the drills and the consequences that's about as close as you can get mm-hmm. so I feel like because the situations are different I have to talk to them differently
0: mm-hmm.
1: so um in a game I'll definitely just try to get them to calm down and and then re- so from here, bring down the focus down here, In practice. It's more like here, gotta bring it up.
0: Okay. So in
1: practice, um, if they're not, if they're not giving that effort and that focus isn't there. So to me, if they've done it here in a game, and then all of a sudden in practice, their throws are everywhere, they're not catching, not knowing what to do, they're not communicating. That is nothing more than focus. Yeah, that, that's all it is to me. So mm-hmm. I will pull them, and I will. T- or if they're not, if uh, for example, on bunt defense, okay, the bunt goes to the third baseman, the pitcher is supposed to cover third. that doesn't happen. I stop with 10 Mm pushups. And the only reason that happened is because before the pitch happened, we did not stop and communicate to each other to say, Mm -hmm. I have the bunt. If I get the bunt, you have third. So so that to me is where the consequences come in a little more often. And I'm a little more stern on that kind of stuff um, for that reason. Um, I found, though, if I really get frustrated, I I watch. I watch. Mm eye contact, I watch what they're doing and they will stop and they will look at me because they know I'm serious. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just from years of experience. You know what I mean? So, however, the one thing that we did talk about yesterday was the tone versus the message. Mm -hmm. And I don't, that's the one thing I don't know, right? I don't Mm -hmm. know if they're hearing what I'm saying because they know I'm really frustrated Mm -hmm. with my, so that's a good thing that I have to I guess be more aware of and making sure they're hearing the message Mm -hmm. because most of the time it's fixed and the focus is better Mm -hmm. but not always so maybe in those situations it's not it's not the message they're actually hearing Mm
0: -hmm. which is why i like to use it at practice though because you inherently they'll have a little more time to process and like (laughs) listen for the message whereas i I i really do think in games they almost, like, don't have the, the focus ability left to be like, okay, let right. me time out between pitches and, like, okay, coach meant this.
1: <laughs> right. Because the game is just so different. And, mm-hmm. you know, they really do care. I mean, mm-hmm. I have no question that they really do care and really want to do well. And when yeah. they don't do well, they're upset. And I had a few players, I talked to a few players afterwards, that I could see the frustration mm-hmm. during the game. I thought they did really well, for example, if they didn't do well up to that they didn't take it to the field, right? They mm-hmm. had made their plays defensively. So yeah. when I kind of, t- I kind of poked a couple of them, younger kids, I said, Hey, how are you feeling mm-hmm. about yesterday? And you know, the only, the only things I would get is I'm really frustrated because it didn't help my team offensively. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I didn't do well up to that. I said, but you made all your plays, you know, on, on defense. Mm-hmm. So you helped your team there. So you can't always help your team on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. But to me, like defensive, defensively is the is a place where you have a lot more control. A lot more be able to make all of those plays, right? And if you don't, Mm -hmm. it's usually once in a great while. But the recovery from offense to defense is almost just as difficult, Mm -hmm. if not more difficult, than offense to you know the next
0: time,
1: right? So absolutely. So that was um, a couple conversations I had. So that that they always pull the negative,
0: Mm -hmm. you know.
1: But it's usually because I let my team down. Yep. So that's the kind of stuff we have to start really focusing on and working through,
0: I think. Absolutely. Like pulling the emotion away from it and then like get straight to like, okay, yes, it feels terrible. You're not going to feel good about that experience or that play, but you have to learn from it or you'll just keep feeling. Exactly. Oh, Love that. Where do I go next? Oh, talking about the strengths on the profile, um, one thing that I'd mostly theorized because when I was making the video and these handouts like didn't have a team so I'm really excited here that there were really only one or two common strengths and like what a couple others scattered C's in there for the team <sighs> yet it was still super effective because I think a lot of times like even with the profile so it's like a pie chart and then you like fill in like how good you are at each one it's a self rating system so like if it's really glaring like ooh, competitiveness is big but ooh, com- or my confidence is real small a lot of times we focus on uh the bad parts so i gotta fix right. that i gotta work on that and yes i do believe that everyone can get a little bit or even a lot better at all of the c's I think if we focus on our strengths, that will I think be the best route to being competitive and being successful. So I found it really interesting that like you were banking on two and one of them wasn't even confidence. Everyone thinks like you have to have so much confidence, like yes, you do need confidence, but it doesn't have to be the only thing if you play to those strengths.
1: Right. And I wasn't actually surprised that confidence was so low, Mm -hmm. you know. either last year or the year before I did the same profile, but we, when we worked together, but it was it was set up a little bit differently,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but the same theme came out, right? Even though I had a team loaded with division one players, <laughs> still, their confidence was still the lowest, I think, rated one. So it didn't surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's just that, that would be the general theme I think for any team, any high school team, especially that you, that went through this profile. That would confidence would rate lowly or mm-hmm. low, and I think there was a couple kids that had rated high in confidence, but the kid that said that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, you know, because that's the kid that they make an error, they're right back up there. Bad mm-hmm. hop, bad bounce, don't make the error, they're right back up and make the next play. That's rare though, right? Yeah, um, especially for some of the kids that are so young. So, mm-hmm. um, no surprise at all. Um, You can see, you know, you can see it in body language. Uh, on defense, even in practice, right? When they mm-hmm. miss a ground ball, I throw the body language. The mm-hmm. body language. And I and you know, I've had a kid in tears already, you know, this year because they don't feel like they're doing well enough. So this is definitely going to be the time to step this up. We really need to work on, you know, self-confidence or confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think this week will be the theme. Yeah. Confidence. And like we mentioned, we're gonna start that self-talk
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: outline that we did on the podcast. So I think it'll yeah. be great to walk them through this and you and I talked yesterday for quite a while too. And I think part of the things that I want to start with is that relate piece because
0: Mm -hmm. one
1: of the things I talked to them about yesterday for self-confidence is that, you know, you even looked at the coaching staff, right? For, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm obviously the oldest one on the, I mean, obviously, but the oldest coach there. So (laughs) therefore the experience. And I said, you know, a lot of, you know, the confidence for girls kind of goes up and down like a wave. And I said, with more experience, I feel the frequency of those hills and valleys are, are a lot less, and also the swing of the hills and valleys aren't quite as high. So I think what I'm going to do, I think one of the recommendations you had was to kind of map out my confidence as a coach maybe in the last 10 to 15 years. So as if you look real close, you know, we talked about this, right? If you look really close at those data points, so to speak, you'll see some pretty big, you know, <laughs> you know, 2014 would be perfect example of one that was way low, um, <laughs> But if you kind of look at it as, you know, a big wide view, you're Mm going to see more of of a gradual curve. And I think everyone goes through that and when they can relate to that. And I told him, I said, as a player, I didn't have any confidence whatsoever. I said, zero. I made one bad mistake. I was done for the day.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the the difference is, is that I didn't have anyone to help me work through the mental piece. Um, So hopefully you guys can learn from me and learn from this experience and you guys can have, you know, Stronger mental toughness, mm-hmm. uh, but the fact that they need to work on that every day is so key. So that's yeah. where where uh, the coaching staff comes in. Um, I often have them uh, talk to the kids because most uh, all of three of the four assistant coaches have played for me in the past, and and all have gone through this with the exception of one. So because Kelly, uh, my pitching pitching coach, played for me and graduated before I started notebooks and before mm. I started. Dang oh, I it. <laughs> She's told these kids so many times I'd give them anything to come back and be able to play for her again. Yeah. So I think that's that's the highest compliment I can receive. But two of the coaches have been through the notebooks mm-hmm. and have been through this. So they can kind of relate to that as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that.
0: Um, uh, for anybody who is interested in getting a jump start before we talk about the self-doc confidence piece next week, you just go to mentalsweetspot.com forward slash the dirt and the dirt um that's where we outline the full process of talking like relating about confidence talking about uh the destructive types of self-talk and how to get past that and even how to build it into practice so if you want a head start you can head there um i think i have one more thing no that was it we covered it all anything else you can think of that Like really worked with the girls this week. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Just bring up the topic of how difficult it is, even though you and I talk about this at least three times, four times a week, to stay on top of the words and the focus and all that with all of the physical stuff we also have to cover.
1: Right. Um, I think this is, I try to kind of sit down on Sundays because one, I know we're going to do this, but two, to kind of reflect on the week and what can we do better and what went well and what didn't in addition to getting the kids feedback. Right. So one of the things I mentioned last week, is I missed that perfect opportunity to, to say, Hey, do you feel accomplished? Because we walked off the field after a disastrous like home and off or whatever it was, we came back after hitting and did it right the first time. So I should have said it at that moment, now don't you feel accomplished because that's, that's one of your whys, right? So it's difficult. It's, it's so difficult and you have to put so, so, um, so much effort into making sure you incorporate the Mm wise, the culture and even the athlete types. Right. So we've, we've taken that and we've done some things with it, but as the season goes on and you start, Oh, we really need to focus on not taking so many pitches. You forget, right. That you have to somehow weave this in. At least that's really important to me. And I think that's the point of doing it because if you don't, if you don't weave it in and you don't, use those, tie those things, right? The message yeah. is made.
0: It's like any so, type of goal setting. If you set this goal and then just forget about it, you're not,
1: <laughs> good luck. <absolutely. laughs> and I think that's why it was really important this year that when we talked to set up those goals, they have three. Mm-hmm. They've right? got these three long-term goals and they have the short-term goals under there, but instead of this 25-goal list that you just get lost and all of this stuff, yeah. it's really important. So it's pretty easy to go back to some of the goals, right? Well, mm-hmm. you told me, this is what you want to do. So when you're not doing it, I'm going to get on you, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but again, the whys and the culture words are theirs, right? Mm-hmm. So they they are bought in. So how do I make sure that those get weaved into the conversation, get weaved into the lessons, get weaved into the drills, get weaved into the to the conversations for and after games? So I thought about that before the game on Thursday. So that's mm-hmm. when I brought out, you know, the point of the wristband, but I think, you know, I've kind of gotten a little away from athlete types. Like how, mm-hmm. how do I review maybe the strengths and weaknesses of the team or the individuals or even the coaching staff and how do we utilize that maybe for more team activities? Mm-hmm. That's another You know, so you can get lost in all of this stuff and we're, we're trying to do a lot. Right. And it's mm-hmm. all new. So it's, it's a definite focus on my part to have to really Um, make sure I weave those in a little bit better. So Mm -hmm. like on the top of my practice plans when I'm writing them, you know, the dates first and then it's like day four, commitment. Mm -hmm. So it's right there in front of me. So at a minimum, I'm reminding the kids what this week is about. So this again, continuation of the commitment piece. Yeah. So um, I try to highlight those little things in blue. I'm just, you know, like that, like this is (laughs) something we need to talk about today, like lessons on social media was we had a little oops, an oops with that as well on on friday uh-huh. I, I found a few things in social media that were they weren't bad they were just a little bit kind of gloating a little i didn't like it so i had them yeah. get their phone and delete it so but those types of things I try to highlight in blue you know make sure you talk about this yeah. today and sometimes you know i have it on my the practice pam printed and on my phone at the same time and sometimes i'm just like so mad about something i'm like let's just move and i forget it so i think that that's the focus that i need to try to make sure i bring in
0: Mm -hmm. i like that that's all we've got for this episode. Be sure to check out your free mental game strategy training at softballmentaltraining.com forward slash strategy. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with us. We hope you got some takeaways from this episode, and if so, we'd love to hear them in our coaches' Mastermind. It's a free community of coaches just like you who have a passion for developing strong, mentally tough players and want more tactics for implementing the mental game. Just head to Facebook and search Mental Sweet Spot to find the group. Join us in the next episode to learn what Alicia did with her team to bounce back after a tough week. Have a good one and see you soon.